Warning, some of the comments in the episode are sensitive and may offend some of our listeners. This episode contains explicit and graphic language not suitable for those under the age of 18. Listener discretion is advised. Before we start, small disclaimer, first set of episodes have been recorded in advance, so some news may not be as current. As we become more current, so will the news. Welcome aboard to the Flight Attendant Podcast. The seatbelt signs on. It's going to be a rough ride. everyone welcome to the flight attendant podcast i'm millie and i'm b we're here to give you the news on the airline industry and talk about the luxurious life of a flight attendant or unglamorous if you would like yeah you're right because you just Especially had a, when you a, go to LA. right you just had that nasty flight <laughs> no, gotta love it <laughs> So we do have a lot to talk about today, so let's get started. Sounds good. Melly, you have some info for me? Yep. To start, the CDC's current strategy for screening international arrivals has become unsustainable. As traveler numbers grow, according to reports, changes are expected. The U.S. government is set to end enhanced screening of some international passengers for COVID-19 and drop requirements that travelers coming from targeted countries arriving at 15 designated U.S. airports, according to the U.S. airline officials and government documents. The changes are set to take effect as early as Monday, September 14th, according to a draft rollout plan, but the move could be delayed, according to U.S. officials. The CDC says it's shifting its strategy and prioritizing other public health measures to reduce risk of travel-related disease transmission. It is said that of its 6,000 passenger screenings at 15 airports, Fewer than 15 passengers have had COVID-19. Those travelers undergo visual observations, temperature checks, and complete a traveler declaration. Anyone showing signs of illness or possible exposure is referred to the public health assessment. Wait, so you're telling me that the numbers are lowering. That's good. The numbers are lowering. People, good job wearing your masks and don't forget to wash your hands. Exactly. <laughs> so you have some news as well? I do. So um, just going back, um, we have increased our availability, availability to travel. We can now go to um, Moldova. Kenya, El Salvador, French, El Salvador. Po- yeah. French Polynesia, um, Antigua, and unfortunately, we are no longer welcome in the Bahamas, Ukraine, or the U.S. Virgin Islands. Isn't that something interesting? It's changed a little bit. Um, but I know, it's crazy. So you had more news, though, right? Yeah. So check this out. India warns airlines on in-flight photography with harsh penalties. In recent events, India aviation regulators, the DGCA, has warned of harsh penalties for in-flight photography. The DGCA said that airlines that failed to stop passengers from taking photographs could be subjected to a two-week ban on the route. While the law is against in-flight photography, it has been in the books for years, but no one has actually enforced it. India is now putting a ban on in-flight photography under the Aircraft Rules Act of 1937. The act states, no person shall take or cause or permit to be taken. 
at government aerodrome or from any aircraft in flight, any photography, except in accordance with a subject to the terms and conditions of permission in written granted by the director general, a deputy director general, the director of regulations and information or controller of aerodromes of the civil aviation department. Meaning no one is allowed to take pictures from flights or airports without approval of the DGCA officials. The reason why they are stating this in recent events, India Go has been asked to take actions in the recent events for one of their flights. The flights from, I'm going to say this wrong, I already know. I apologize in advance for anybody who's from India. Please correct me because I want to know how to say this. But I'm going to say it's Chandigram. Chandigram? Chandigram, I think. Okay. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, correct me, please. (laughs) To Mumbai last Wednesday. On a flight, several press members took the flight to interview a very famous Indian actress on the plane. They they violated several COVID-19 guidelines and didn't listen to crew member instructions like not wearing their masks, crowding the aisles, and not social distancing. With this situation, the DGCA has reissued the guidelines. So that's insane. Like, (laughs) I don't understand how they even, like, let them do that. Like, you don't know what she's going through. You really don't. Poor thing, like, she, she could be having, you know, she's either going to work or going home. We don't know if she's having an emergency. Let people have their moments of peace. Exactly. And the fact that they didn't listen to crew member instructions, I'm sorry, but I would have taken you guys out. I would have broken all your camera equipment. Like, you are not crowding my aisles. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's not happening today. It's harsh. Uh, it's harsh. It's harsh. Press should be ashamed of themselves. They um, which is a great segue into United getting sued by their flight attendants. So do tell. So you know how they do a charter flights every now and then for the NFL teams. Uh, well, supposedly uh, these two flight attendants, who are both over the age of thirty-nine, have stated that United chooses young, white, female, and predominantly blonde, blue-eyed flight attendants to Mm. work those charter flights. So um, the two flight attendants that are suing, one is a black woman and and the other one is a Jewish woman, and they're both over the age of 39. Um, So... The spokesperson for United said that United Airlines is proud of the our United Airlines is proud of our track record on diversity, equity, and inclusion. But by doing this, just you know, filling the airplane with blonde white girls, it doesn't track very well for United. So we'll see the progression of where this goes with all of that. Wow, it's pretty intense. I mean, in this day and age, you know, there's no reason for you to handpick the, you know, these flight attendants for that job. Exactly. Get the ones with the big butts. NFL right? players love big butts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to I got to um um a phone number from an NFL player one time. Did I tell you? Really? I got one yeah. from a coach. Hey! <laughs> I never Which we will actually get into. With oh, topics. did you? <laughs> hey! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, in today's topic, we're going to go ahead and talk about layovers and safety. As we know, one of the greatest benefits that we have is our layovers nothing better than a long layover in a fun city b have you had any interesting experiences on a layover or fun crazy i mean i've had all sorts but 
one of my most favorite ones um, is when all of my favorite ones are pretty much when we're together. But the one that we had in Arizona not so long ago where we went hiking. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Do you remember the Uber gentleman? He was so cute. He was like, he drove for Like he just kept on Ubering. It's so cute. But you know, like that day started out fine. It was so great because, you know, we went, we were looking for breakfast places and we found that cute. was good. Yes. I went back with another crew and it was close and I was so disappointed. We ended up home somewhere else. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, and I mean, we've hiked, you know, into Havasu Falls. So, I mean, just Havasu, hiking in general. Oh my God, yeah. That was but that, air, that day in Arizona where, you know, we, we got up, we had our coffee with breakfast, and then we decided, let's go hiking. I almost died because I haven't worked out in forever. Yep, you almost did die. <laughs> I will tell you though, side note, I did go back to do that hike. It was fucking intense. Like, was it? Okay, so I don't feel so bad. Hard. It was very hard. Like, I'm happy you didn't do it because I know you probably would have fallen, not on purpose, probably caused by me because I'm the clumsy one. <laughs> and then you would have been mad at me and I would not like that. <laughs> well you know i was also was not wearing the correct shoes because we didn't really plan to go hiking that day so i was wearing my Ew. my regular you know high tops those are not good for hiking guys i promise you <laughs> so i mean that's like really the the one that i remember the most recently that i enjoyed myself to the fullest it wasn't crazy we had a great day we we just enjoyed ourselves, the surrounding. We took pictures. We took the scenery. It was great. That's also where I proved that was your best friend. That is my best friend right there, yeah. <laughs> what was it that you asked me? Oh, the water bottle thing? The water bottle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. I forgot about bottle. that. Sure. Here you go. I forgot about that. This is what happens when you're with your best friend. I was like, I was like, hey, I need your water bottle. You're like, okay, here you go. <laughs> like, you handed it over. Like, it was no problem. It well, yeah. You're, I is... thought you were like borderline dying, so I was like, here, just drink it. <laughs> and here I know. Here, here you tell me. Oh, I just have to make myself burp, girl. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I needed that little bit of water. Dead. And it worked, though. It worked. I was fine after that. I was happy you felt better. Yes. <laughs> I can't. Um, yes. Oh. Why can't we go back to pre-COVID times? We will, hopefully. Soon, soon. And now that I can go overseas, I'm happy same uh so what about you what's your most fun crazy memorable layover i love anything with you because you're always <laughs> fighting oh my gosh <laughs> i would say new orleans honestly um i've never been and previously i would always get rerouted or canceled so within the three years that i was at work uh, for the current time, I got lucky and I ended up getting a 24 hours there for Mardi Gras. Oh, and as of course it's Mardi Gras, I became an irresponsible adult and I got very intoxicated, but, but, but so did the crew. And all I can remember is just drinks and beads and confetti everywhere. It was like a movie, like literally Girls trip, that's literally kind of like Mardi Gras. <laughs> okay. We have and to do it sometimes. It was great. Like, I met a guy out there, but he's irrelevant. Um, I would never just forget, like, all the vibrant colors and the fact that, like, everyone there was excited and happy. And they were all just there to have a great old time to get hammered and maybe flash some tits. I didn't do it, but, you know. 
things happen. As they say, what happens on a layover stays on a layover. layover. (laughs) But I was just, I was very lucky to experience that and not really like spend money on the travel part and the hotel part because, you know, it's all taken care of for us. We don't have to pay for those things. So that was definitely my experience. I remember you texting me about it. Um, the day after you're like, I don't know what I did, but I had fun. I had like a stack of beat. Like I had stacks. Like I should have brought them. I left them in the hotel, but I had like a fucking stack around my neck. Like I couldn't turn my head. <laughs> At least you didn't get lost this time. Like you did in Italy. That's oh, yeah. a story for another day. <laughs> Another great benefit with all our layovers, there is the social aspect of it. Um, It probably has been the biggest impact on me. Socially, you get to meet new people. They show you their views of their cities and like food and venues and things to do. If it weren't for that, I definitely wouldn't know half of like the places that I go to eat at different states. You know me, I love food. Like I literally was in Austin and I ate at Comedores, which is amazing. If anyone has an Austin layover, you should definitely go there. I feel that networking as well is really big for us. And can we just go back to to Austin a little bit? That's where I got my first tattoo. I mean, I just had to, you know, you brought it up. I had to make the <laughs> It was my, no, I got my first tattoo. It's my, you know, it's my zodiac sign. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, did you ask someone, where can I get a good tattoo there? Well, we just walked down 6th Street and then the oh, shop was, was there. And then my friend was like, let's go take a shot. And we took a <laughs> shot and then we walked into the tattoo parlor. But it oh. was, it is on 6th Street. So it was one of like the better known tattoo parlors. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, but, go back. <laughs> back to as I was saying with the whole, remember how you said you met like the whole NFL player and all these kinds of things. I just, I find it so amazing that on our layovers we get to meet like everyone we get to meet like famous vloggers doctors beauty designers even like famous people like back to what you said I me I met one of the defensive coaches for one of the teams in the NFL I also met the human Kendall and he's such a sweetheart like the fact that we can network like that and find their perspective it's incredible to me I met a couple of uh, his one Mexican singer songwriter, which is my mom's favorite. I met him on my birthday and he sang happy birthday to me, Alex Sintek. And then um, on a flight from Houston to Tampa, I met, you know, Charitín from Univision. She's like the blonde, she's like super thin blonde. I think she's uh, Puerto Rican, maybe Cuban. Um, anyway, so no idea who she is. <laughs> for those of you that know Charitine, I met her son, and I have a picture <laughs> with him. So, yeah, but one of the flight attendants is like, "Is that Shalim?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, that's Shalim." <laughs> so he was super nice. We took a picture with him. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah, the amount of like network that you get out of it, it's definitely great. Right. Yeah. I also had, um, from office space, um, Mm. one of the bobs. No way. (laughs) Yes, I did. Oh, it was, oh gosh. John C. Wright, not, not John C. Riley. Um, I will tell you in a second because I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was super nice. Um, and he was with his family, so he really didn't want to be known. And so, like, every time somebody would walk by where he was sitting, he would just, like, turn over because nobody, you know, he didn't want anybody to really um, recognize him. Recognize him. So it's uh, John C. McGinley. He was super nice. His whole family was super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And then when they got off the plane, when they got off the plane, he's like, okay, let's book it. He was on a mission to get to that plane. <laughs> 
in all the fun, sometimes we don't make the best decisions. Um, I remember one time me and the crew, we still wanted to drink after 2 a.m. in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So we decided to go to Tijuana, not really thinking clearly, one, because we're under the influence and two, because we're just trying to have a good time. Uh, We decided to take an Uber to Tijuana. Uh, We got to the border and it was really fucking sketchy. It's 3 a.m. We were very lucky that one of the crew members forgot their passport. If she didn't do that, that party tram would have kept going. And I mean, later on the next day, I was like thinking, I was like, Millie, you freaking idiot. It's 3 a.m. in Tijuana. That's freaking cartel city. Like you could have become a drug mule there. Like with the amount of human trafficking, it's not the smartest. And it leads us to it not being safe and our layovers can be potentially dangerous for us, especially if we're alone. Oh, so dangerous. I remember one time um, I was in LA and my crew member wanted to go to WeHo and he was like, let's go to WeHo. I have friends. Let's go. Guys, it is a lot of fun to go to WeHo, but it's also very dangerous. I don't know what they put in their drinks over there. What's WeHo? Uh, West Hollywood. It's kind of like West oh, Chicago. And so, Abby. yeah. And so, I love I mean, Abby. <laughs> it was great. I mean, like, you know, you have a good time. There's tons of people. Everybody's nice. But, you know, you know how I'm usually the most sober one out of like the group. I'm usually the one taking yeah. care of like, I'm like, let's go guys like this way. Well, I actually, that was the, one of the first times. That was the second time that I like, I blacked out parts of my night. And I ended up text or texting my ex because I couldn't remember where I was. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. Log into my phone. I can't do anything. I'm like, get me an Uber. Um, and I don't like my, I, we were with my, my friend's friend on, in a car. He was driving at one point and uh, I was like, I need you to pull over. I don't feel well. I want to go back to the hotel let's just pull over right here. And he didn't want to, I had to threaten to call 911 and actually dial 911 on my phone in order for him to stop. So I took my friend out of the car, put him in an Uber and somehow we made it safely to the hotel. But if I hadn't come to that realization at that moment that I didn't know where I was going, it would, I don't know where that night would have ended. Just like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known what would happen in Tijuana. Like it's exactly, it's like, there's so much fun to do with your crew members on your layovers. And it is a great benefit that we have to be able to socialize in a new city with new people, but it's also hides a different a different world behind the curtain as it were it's 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 a dark world out there in 1991 42 year old northwest flight attendant nancy ludwig was found in her hotel room murdered um yes she was murdered so so the the predator hid in the stairwell and waited until she opened her door to her room and pushed her in, raped her, murdered her, and left her for dead. Took all of her belongings, took her luggage, took her uniform, her purse, everything. So they had to identify her with, you know, fingerprints and with dental records. And and it wasn't, I know, and it wasn't until one of the housekeepers walked in that found her and she would have found her a lot earlier, but the do not disturb sign was on the door. Oh man. So obviously, you know, if your DND sign is on the door, unless you're checking out that day, the housekeepers are not going to come into a room. Well, we know that different now, but back then. Keeping. They knock at fucking <laughs> 6 a.m. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not leaving till 4. Leave me alone. <laughs> 
But I mean, you know, like had she was, had she gone in into that room in the morning when she started her shift, she would, you know, she would have been found a lot earlier and they didn't find, you know, the, because this was part of a serial killer. They didn't find the serial killer. They didn't find him yet? No, until 2000. Uh, for 2004, when he was finally captured and, you know, put in jail. Or, I'm sorry, 2002. Damn, that's he, hard. Yeah, 2002. So it took them a really long time, from 1991 to 2002. Isn't that, that's just, that's crazy to me. So That's insane. So like, that's where I would always think about that too. Like, yeah, if we do get those rooms that are do not like next to the stairwells, because sometimes they put us in those when they have their like events at the hotels. Mm-hmm. It's like it's such easy access for someone to just easily say they're with, like. And I, I've worked in a hotel, so like I know it's harder to get a room key. But if you can ha- show proof that you're with that person, just like by giving the confirmation information, like you can easily get access to their room. And that's so scary. Just being like that whole situation. That's, that's terrifying. You know, it, it actually this morning when I was getting ready to leave, my boyfriend was, you know, with me in my room and the phone rang as he was taking me to the airport in his car. And the phone rang because my crew was looking for me. And so I was like, they just, you know, let them know that I'm not taking the shuttle. So he picks up the phone and he's like, yeah, she's not taking the shuttle. And oh my he, God. Just, he just, he just stood, you know, he just stood there for a second and he goes again, yes, she's not taking the shuttle. And so <laughs> and the best he, part is I hear his voice. So right. like, I would have raised like concern and be like, right. yo, this guy probably snapped and killed her. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, I was like, I'm like, what's up? And he goes like, he's just, he like hands me the phone and I'm just like, hi, I'm like, I'm not going to take the shuttle. You can, you can, you can go. And the desk clerk goes like oh so she's like but you're checking out right now and I was like yeah I'm checking out right now I'm just not taking the shuttle and she goes like okay I mean you know I've been (laughs) I've been a front desk person um and if it had been me and I had seen that reservation was under a girl especially for airline and a guy had answer I would have been like I'm sorry sir but I actually I need to talk to her because she's the one in the room just so that I can make sure that she's alive <laughs> like that's just in my mind you know like that would be in my yeah. mind it would be like okay this is a guy answering I have a girl on the reservation what is going on <laughs> exactly so so yeah just you know and if I ever do go out anywhere I've started to um leave a note on on the desk with my phone number Even and like where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> my poor baby wouldn't do that. Yeah, man. It's just like yours, I I did unfortunately find a flight attendant from United Airlines. Her name her name is Lynn Hangman. She was thirty eight years old. Uh, she was from Sage Harbor, New York. She was last seen in the night of September 24th, 2000. She was on a layover and she told her crew that she was planning to take a walk along the river. Her coworkers reported her missing when she did not show up the next morning for her report time. On that following Saturday, her body was found by a fisherman downstream about four miles down. Police say that her body was carried down by stream in the river and that there were no weapons found at the scene. Police did confirm it was her when they also used dental charts for her. Uh, the killer has not been found. Yeah. So, That's- yeah, it's it's real. Like, it's real, you know? It's, yeah. it's sad. It's painful because imagine that. Like, I imagine that. What if that happened to you? I wouldn't know what to do, you know? I wouldn't know what to do either. I mean... It's, it's rough. It is. Can you imagine, like, it's, you know, for the, you know, for Nancy and for what, I'm sorry, what was, I can't remember their name. Her Lynn's. Name, Lynn. For Nancy and Lynn, for their crew members to find out, like, not to find out that their crew member has disappeared for one. And then yeah. to later find out that not only did they disappear, but they're no longer alive, you know, and that's just the saddest part. 
because it's we do live a lonely life at points you know we do we definitely do and it's and, and and it's good to gravitate to whoever you work with if you can at in some sort of way, you know, at least going out to dinner or like exchanging numbers so that you can check up on each other. If you don't want to do anything, that's great. But, you know, like, hey, what's your number so that I, you know, so that we can keep touch just in case you need something or I need something. Exactly. You know? Like if you do your own thing, try to stay safe. If, you know, if even if you're just now, as we always do, meet your coworkers, try and like check on them. Because, you know, in the long run, you can save a life, you know, and going back to this whole missing thing, um, Steven Slater has also gone missing in Tijuana, (laughs) of course, back to Cartel City. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But there's also a very similar case, which is the Delta flight attendant who went missing January 14th, 2016, Syria Shields. She was age 30. She was reported to be at work at LaGuardia. After a brief conversation with her supervisor, she left the airport afoot. She had not been seen or heard of that day. Sadly, her body was found September 14, 2016, at 1510 hours on Rikers Island West. The case still remains open as to the medical examiner was unable to identify the cause of death. Prior to her disappearance, she is on record for calling the suicide hotline. So police believe that it was suicide. Back to what you were saying, we do get lonely, very lonely. And either we go out on our own and try to make the best of it, or we just, you know, handle it a different route, which ends up being that mental health route, which we will definitely talk about in our next episode. But I always make sure my crew is safe because one, I need you to go back home Two, I don't think I'll be able to live with myself knowing that I could have done something to prevent anyone from getting hurt injured or do something to themselves i don't i don't care how much a flight attendant doesn't like me or how much we don't get along i'm i still want you to go home to your family i still exactly. want you to have a life like if this is not about do you like me do we get along do you care about me i you you don't you don't have to care about me if you don't want to but i care that you don't die because there are people that do care about you that exactly. do want you alive. So it's just, you just have to it's watch rough. out for each other. It's rough. Out but yeah, there. we most definitely have to do. We definitely have to. It's, okay. it's, it's part of human nature, you know, just make sure you're safe. Don't, do, do reckless things, but make sure you do it with people that you know are, are, are all, at least you have one person in their right mind that's going right. to be like, maybe this is the best decision. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, um, should we just go back this way? Don't leave the bar without me. Like, you forgot your umbrella. You didn't take your umbrella with you. <laughs> seriously i thought i was gonna have to call your mother and say i'm so sorry i lost your daughter i thought i had to call your mom and be like look i know you already hate me already but you're gonna hate me some more your daughter has gone missing in italy and i have no idea where she is (laughs) uh but i'm happy things worked out the way that they worked out because that definitely was a trip that i will never forget forget. oh when you pushed me off vesuvius you can do it (laughs) I could. I knew I could do it. I just couldn't breathe. I was getting sick. I was like, come on. <laughs> you know, we're lucky that we get to work with each other sometimes or with other crew members, you know, two or more flight attendants at a time. And our layovers are pretty safe for, you know, the most part. 
but there are those flight attendants who work in regionals and they have the cabin all to themselves. So even though they're with the pilots, realistically speaking, no pilot is really going to want to go shopping on a 30 hour layover in Boston. So those flight attendants kind of fall through the cracks as far as, you know, being safe. So, um, I, when I worked at the regionals, I kind of came up with this little system. If I had to run to the store or I wanted to go explore the city, I would leave a note on my desk with the time that I left, my outfit that I was wearing, my phone number, and um, like an emergency contact phone number. So if I missed my shuttle time for my report, then, you know, and I wasn't answering the the phone on the in the room they could come in and you know find that information there i mean i'd also check in with you know my family my friends they'd know where i was i would make sure that um my crew or the pilots in that case would know like what my room number was just in case that you know anything happened i mean i also know that you're super safe and when we travel together we always make sure that we're both in a room and we're safe. Um, but when I'm by myself or with other crew members, I always make sure that I leave my bags right outside my door or right on my door frame so that if anybody is waiting in that staircase or if anybody is walking creepily behind me, um, they will have more of a struggle pushing me in and my bags because let's face it, all of our bags are super heavy. And, you know, like it'll be kind of, if the door closes behind us, if they push me in, then my bags will kind of be in a red flag indication that, you know, something hanky happened. Um, but if I do see somebody like walking creepily behind me, I always kind of slow my walking down and I pretend that I forgot something at the front desk. So I like whip back around and um, I go down to the elevator or, you know, something. Um, and, you know, when I do come into my room, I always check the bathroom, the closet behind the curtains. There's no more under the bed stuff. So, I mean, there's really not a place, but I always just make sure that I hit those, those points because anybody could be hiding anywhere. It doesn't matter if you're a crew member. It doesn't matter. It could be anybody trying to murder anyone. So guys, let's just all be safe. Check your rooms, check with your crew members. You know, if you are off by yourself, if it's an emergency, make sure you leave that information on your desk. Make sure you leave the description of what you were wearing, your phone number, what time you left, an emergency contact, anything that could help find you should anything happen. Um, but I feel like, you know, we, we all have to just be safe out there. It's kind of crazy. So we're definitely going to go ahead and, you know, within every sad topic, you always have to find the light. You do. In definitely. things, you know, because that's that's what we have to do. We definitely have to find that light to keep us going. And again, we'll talk more about that in our next episode. Um, but it's time for our favorite part, the Galley Gossip, Gossip. Corner. <laughs> This is where we ask our listeners to interact with us by sending their stories of their flight attendant life. If you'd like to send us your story, DM us on Instagram or email us. We will put the information down in the podcast notes. We will pick a flight attendant story for every episode. Today's galley gossip story comes from SL at Yellowbird Airlines. SL tells us about his current experience with the pandemic travel. Now, me and you both know the pandemic travel has been the roughest type of travel with the years that we have been here. It's worse than the first time travelers and worse than the holiday travelers. Carl, tell me about it. <laughs> so SL says, I am lucky to have a job during these current times. But lately, I have been over it before stepping out the door. It was me and four other crew members. We all knew each other, so you know the rule. You have each other's backs. 
we were almost on boarding and I'm up front with the lead or purser flight attendant and another flight attendant up front. Boarding has been painfully slower since the pandemic. So we decided to have some galley gossip. I was looking down the aisle and there was this lady waving her hands at us like she had been stranded on an island for months. There were passengers in the way between me and her, so I gestured her one moment. She clearly didn't get the message and started bulldozing her way up to the front. When she gets to us, she was out of breath, of course you're going to be when you bum rush everybody, and demanded, I am in an exit row. I do not feel safe. Move me and my children now. Then all I heard was mumble, mumble, mumble. <laughs> so he specifically wrote this for me to, to do. So like, hold on, I have to like adjust my carrot. So then he said, honey, it is 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I'm not sure as to what the issue is. It was just way too much for the morning. <laughs> Since I'm in charge of the extra row, I told her I will help her. Then I asked, what exit seat number was it that she was in? She yelled, 10. I was puzzled for a moment. 10. 10. Ma'am, that's not an exit seat. She then said, yes, it is. I don't feel safe. Move me now. This woman must have lost all sense and she needed to calm her attitude. <laughs> Man. This is it was me. a full flight. Because you know, it's Yellowbird. <laughs> Which their flights are always full, by the way. <laughs> always full. I've seen every time I get on them. <laughs> I told her, Give me a moment. I will see what I can do for her again. She lost her mind and started yelling at me. I told her, please calm down. I had to ask Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit to save this woman after she <laughs> yelled at me some more. She said, I don't need to calm down. You do. You're a bitch. Do you know that? Oh, my gosh. I would have lost it personally. I mean, I would too. You're off the plane, lady. Out. SL says, no, no. It's too early for this. You don't know me. I kept my composure and I walked away from this insane woman. I go up to the lead and I tell her to help her friend and I need to write a report now. I am searching for her name, and here comes Bum Rush Karen again with her baby and says, I want to speak to a manager now. <laughs> we don't have managers on the plane. <laughs> the lead again, which I think is the purser, said, I'm in charge. How can I help you? She dared to reply, no, you're not good enough. You have no power. Karen was looking to get her edges pushed back. <laughs> okay. It gets better. <laughs> she then said, pointing at me, this person, again, pointing at me was real fucking rude and he needs to stop with the gay hand gestures. Oh my God. He then said, first, your baby looks like the Grinch. Clearly looks like you. Second, <laughs> sis, those cracked ass crusty edges look like they need to be moisturized. So you need to sit the fuck down and be humble. Of course, all this was said in my head because I am a safety professional. <laughs> <laughs> Believe then asked her what happened between her and me. And she said, it's okay. I'm just going to call customer service. 
I, the amazing flight attendant that I am, still moved this crazy fuck into row nine. (laughs) She switched with a very nice couple. The girlfriend from the couple asked me for wipes because the seats were really sticky. Then I very loudly replied so she could hear me. Oh, I am so sorry about this. You know, people can be so dirty and don't clean up after themselves. It's so disgusting. I would be so ashamed if it ever happened to me. I'll get you those wipes, though. As I walked up front, I felt her eyes dagger into my back. I am happy to report that Karen and her crusty-ass children were canceled, coming back from L.A. for misregards S.L. Of course, it was an L.A. flight. Of course. (laughs) Honestly, I did that a lot better because I had to practice this a couple times. <laughs> I was dying as I read it the first time, like tears and all. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> like, but like, I, I hate when people do that. Like, they like come on board, they sit down, and then they like drop all their kids stuff and then they don't even pick up after their like kids like they leave all their yeah. crunched up oreos and fucking cheerios oh gosh. and they don't like clean up after them they don't it's it's and then you're like they're like oh i left some crumbs here and then you look down and it's it's like the whole damn bag i'm like excuse me like these are not crumbs these are not crumbs you just turned Dad. the bag over Dad. Oh gosh. I can. That was a good, good story. Yeah, Thank you, SL. It is. Thank you, uh, SL. Uh, yes, yeah. You need to send us your stories. These are great. Please, 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 please. And if you need me to dramatize anything, I will be more than happy to. You just have to indicate like SL did. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Millie is your girl. <laughs> but so what are your plans for this weekend do you have to work i have to work but i have my annual certification coming up i did my nails oh they're pretty yeah so and i missed my girl so much I hadn't gone to her since I moved back home. And uh, lady so much. And she goes like, she goes like, I haven't seen you in like a year. I'm like, I know. I'm so sorry. So I told her, I was like, nobody can get the cuticles like you can. They look so pretty. (laughs) They're nice. Sorry, I'm just marveling at my cuticles. (laughs) What about you? What are you doing this weekend? I I am going to Grand Rapids this weekend. Um, One of my boyfriend's friends bought a house, and so it's going to be a nice little housewarming party. Thankfully, it's not in Michigan. That's five hours away, and I hate Um, so much. Grand Rapids is going to be about... An hour, two hours. Well, it's about an hour from me, so yeah, two another, yeah, like two and a half hours. But, you know, I drive like the speed demon, so yes. hour and a half from me. You, the way that you drive reminds me of how I used to drive when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I drove with you, I came back and I told my mom, I was like, I almost died and I am so sorry for how I drove when I was 16. Those are exaggerated like, much. It's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Millie drives the way I drove when I was 16. <laughs> Zigzagging. I don't like traffic. I like to get away from the cars. <laughs> I don't like traffic either. And let me, I'm like, I mean, I was over exaggerating with my mom, but you know, <laughs> I kind of have to sometimes. <laughs> Otherwise she doesn't get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I have a nice little couple days off you know we look forward to those oh and then something that we forgot to say last week Millie what? to give a to give a shout out to our sound engineer Jim Jim 
Jim, we yell at him. Well, we don't yell. We don't yell at him. We, we yell, yell at for Jim. him. We just I'm tell like, Jim what we need done. <laughs> and we feel kind of bad. Yes. So thank you, Jim. He's, Jim, he's you're also, the best. And he's also composing our, he composed, I guess by now, our intro and our intro song. So awesome. He is awesome. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Okay, so we're going to leave this episode with this. Hopefully I pass recurrent so that I can keep flying. <laughs> I hope so, too. You freaking better. How else am I going to argue with on an aircraft? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to go ahead and leave it with this. Um, oh, friendly reminder to everyone, don't forget to bid. I don't know who needs to hear it, but don't forget to bid. Don't be don't be left on reserves. Don't, don't go be back left to reserves. No. <laughs> right now, with all the workforce and all the airlines being reduced, nobody wants to go back on reserve. Mm-mm. Unless you're like my old airline, where the senior mamas would be reserved because they had the choice of getting called last. So. You know, they would put, call me first, call me last. So if yeah. they did call me last, then they would be home, sitting pretty. Anyway, Millie, you look tired. I am tired. Ella Let's took to- me out today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Damn sleep. ghetto. I know. I know. And I think I have one coming up next week. That's fine. <laughs> I try to stay away from the West Coast. I literally felt like I was transporting East LA to the South side today. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my dad, get some sleep. Stay safe. Fly safe. Stay safe. Fly safe. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. And use gel. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.